welcome. Welcome to the Money Mentors Podcast. Here with your money mentors this week, I'm Jennifer Perry. This podcast is for you. So if you have a retirement question you'd like us to address, reach out to us online anytime at matsonfinancial.com. Quite a few big financial headlines. Let's start here with the Federal Reserve. Now, Fed Chief Jerome Powell announced the biggest interest rate hike in nearly three decades, a whopping three quarters of a point. We at the Fed understand the hardship that high inflation is causing. We're strongly committed to bringing inflation back down, and we're moving expeditiously to do so. We have both the tools we need and the resolve that it will take to restore price stability on behalf of American families and businesses. But how long until we actually start to see the impact of this rate hike? And what does this increase mean, especially for those of us who may be close to or already retired? Well, let's start out with that first question. How long are we, is it going to take before we feel or see that impact? And almost immediately, right? If we're going through the, the home buying process or financing process of any sort of anything out there, any big we're purchase, feeling right? that yeah. interest rate hike you know, immediately. Now, it's going to be a couple months before we kind of see what that interest rate hike does to inflation. It's not something that can just happen overnight. If that's the case, I would have hoped they would have taken action on that, I don't know, six months ago, <laughs> right. right? So we're already seeing it in the Grand Rapids housing market. You know, people are starting to uh, have to just simply pay more interest on their mortgages, you know, for cars, houses. Um, It's also changing potential investment choices. Now it's how do we beat inflation or get some returns, protect our downside in such a volatile market? We always talk about diversification and having other asset classes as a part of that that don't correlate with the stock and bond market. But having an action plan in place to protect your downside is also just as important, as well as adding yield into the portfolio. There's a lot of great yielding asset classes out there, real estate, uh, you know, private equity, and then we've got some other unique uh, coupon paying uh, structured notes um, that we can use because the fixed income market isn't there. As far as interest rates go, when those rates go up, we see those bond prices come down, which has caused a sell-off in the bond market as well. And so when we see that change, it is going to increase interest rates down the road, which are going to make those bonds more attractive. But right now we're kind of in that unique situation where we need to look at some alternative investments to have those inflation beating returns uh, and make sure that your portfolio is set up properly. Well, it's good to know we have options because uh, we actually hit a new milestone with the market and one that analysts don't seem to be happy about when you're watching some of the financial networks. And that's what's called a bear market. Uh, Gary joins us here this week, too. And uh, guys, it's been a while since we've had to talk about a bear market. But can you give us a little perspective on this? Is it all bad news as maybe the 24-7 networks would have us believe here? First off, let's talk about what a bear market is. Okay. Anytime an index like the S&P 500, and it can be foreign like the German DAX or whatever that is, that index, if it goes negative 20% or more from the point it's at, that's considered entering a bear market. So it's down 20%. What makes it kind of a newsworthy thing is that not only have we had areas of markets go down like the NASDAQ, which is down about a third, but the S&P 500 entered bear market, 20% down. Now, when you look at that, that could be something that you look at and say, oh, this is really bad. You know, everything's going negative. All those bad things are happening. But sometimes a bear market's not necessarily a negative for everything. So we're looking within the markets themselves about investments, but also there's things that we can do that really help you magnify of what's going on. Let me give you an example. 
let's say you own some stock and it's in your IRA and it goes from $100 down to $80. That's okay. a 20% loss. Mm-hmm. Now I take that $80 out and pay the tax on it and move it from an IRA to a Roth IRA. Now so how paying, does that benefit us? Well, that's never taxed again. Oh, nice. Okay. And so now that goes back up to that 100. Now I've only paid taxes on the 80 that I converted, but mm-hmm. I'm getting the value of a full 100. Hmm. Now, the nice thing is when you look at that, what's that really mean? Well, first off, that asset's never going to be taxed again. Secondly, equally importantly, if you're one of those individuals that have done well in your IRAs, 401ks, and put a lot of money away in those areas, when you get to 72, now you have required minimum distributions. Roth IRAs are not included in that. So I can actually lower my income in future, right? Mm -hmm. My income's down and still have the same amount of income I want because I'm taking money from a non-taxable position. Nice. And then what happens is I pass that on to my heirs and they're never taxed. Even better, right? That's what right? we call a win-win-win, right? Yeah, everybody wins, except for the government. <laughs> the, and I shouldn't say government, except <laughs> for the IRS. Yeah, yeah. There's other things that go on, too, with the bear markets, and, and that is like right now we're seeing some hibernation. What I mean by that is that you know housing loans are going down a little bit, which means hopefully pricing on homes will moderate. Instead of having overbids, we're going to get into maybe a normal market. People are looking at that inflation, you know, as well as the numbers of, of what it costs right now to borrow money around 5% for a home loan. And so some people are putting that off right now. That means that's going to cool off. In Michigan here, we have Highland Park, and they actually stopped making cars in Highland Park because they don't have enough parts. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it cools off that buying pressure for cars. Then we can get the supply chain issues fixed and we can go back into production and having normal demand. And so it kind of levels that out a little bit. It's kind of like being on a freeway and you know, you've been in that part where everything's stop and go traffic. Yeah. It takes a while, but eventually you start getting back to what we call normal speeds. Uh, if it's me, I, I tend to travel a little bit higher speeds, okay? That's me. <laughs> Don't you be doing that. He beats the crowd to the bottleneck, right? Yeah. So he's a personal <laughs> With that in mind, again, that's what we got to look at. It is this bottleneck, and it's going to get through. It's going to go. It's going to happen, but you can't do or react to it from a, a position of what I call fear. Yeah. And that means that you don't want to have emotions going on. You want to sit down with your advisor, talk to them, because they should have stated to you when you sat down with them originally, this is what we're going to do in a negative market. Number one, are they doing that? Whatever they said they were going to do, are they doing that for you? Secondly, are they communicating that to you? And then third is, are they putting you in a better position when it's over than you were going into it? Uh, this week, we've had a relationship with a client, and they've been with us three years. Them, while the market's down, they're still in a positive position and they're still taking income. And we made the income prior that we put that in the income bucket. So while the market is down, we have some losses in their portfolios. Their overall portfolio is still up. Huh. And, oh. and, and again, that's because we are active managing that portfolio. When the market's down, we made changes. And yes, we are buying tech right now. Why? Because that's a big down. It's you know yeah. a third of the way down or more. That's a buying opportunity. Now, is technology ever going to come back? The answer is yes. We just don't know when. Mm-hmm. So even if it's 24 months from now, two years, and we held tech that whole time, and we only got a 24% return after two years, well, that's 12% a year. Right, yeah. And, and this my, is kind of what you did back in the pandemic years, and that, uh, that last mini bear market, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. And this is what makes it fun for Taylor and I and other advisors here that we're moving money based upon the opportunities and making sure our, our client doesn't have losses. But it's, the key thing here is, number one, if you ask Taylor, Gerald, Laurel, Corey, myself, anybody that does this, they're saying number one thing is being patient, not fearful, and putting a plan together that consistently works. Want weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Fee-based financial planning and investment services are offered by Matson Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services offered through Lakeview Financial Group, LLC, Matson Financial Services, LLC, and Lakeview Financial Group are affiliated. To find out if Matson Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 800-536-8907.